0: Good morning. I didn't get to run this joke last week, so the bad news is I tore my calf muscle. I'm just saying that because it might be a distraction. The good news is I have brought a fatted calf before the Lord. So. All right. Yeah, it's OK. I, I need a drummer. <laughs> All right. Please rise as we bring ourselves holy who we are before God and God's gracious mercy. Blessed be the Holy Trinity. One God who spoke light into creation, who calls us to listen and to follow, who sends us to shine like stars. Let us come before God, confessing our sin with the assurance of God's grace and God's mercy. Holy and merciful God, we confess we are captives of sin and cannot free ourselves In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. Here and now, by Christ's authority, I declare to you that your sins are forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>
2: The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, the strength of all who hope in you, because we are weak mortals, we accomplish nothing good without you. Help us to see and understand the things we ought to do, and give us grace and power to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
1: I invite the children forward for the children's message. Right,
3: come on up. Good to see you. Got some important questions for you today, so have a seat. Hello. Okay, I'm wondering. Um, do you? Are there any rules in any of your houses? Do your parents give you guys rules of things, or grandparents, or whoever? Anyone want to want to share uh, something? you come a little closer? Okay, that's a good rule. Clean room, do chores and homework before TV time. Anyone else have any rules? You have some? Oh, that's a good one. Don't throw food. All right. Here, come closer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We had that rule. What else? Anyone else have any? So I'm curious. I mean, why do parents make rules? So that we
4: don't do bad
3: things. Okay. So partly teaching you to do the right thing. Okay. Any other ideas why they might make rules? Yep. Right. <laughs> Good. We don't want a huge mess. All right. So what about because they love you and they want to keep you safe? Do some of the rules because they love you and want to keep you safe? I think that's a, a really important thing to remember, that our parents give us rules out of love for us, and, and that's the same thing with God. And we're going to learn about that today, too, that some of the rules God gives us to live and they're for our benefit Um, And that's that's important to remember. So, yep, one of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and mother, which is about our whole family, too. So, good. All right. Well, let us pray. We'll do a repeat prayer today. Dear God, God, thank you for loving me and and my family. family. Thank Thank you for rules that keep me safe. Amen. All right, you can head back to your seats. And uh, Becky should be back. There she is, waving her hand. She's going to take you to Kids' Word, if you're going to Kids' word, The first
5: reading is from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Moses said to the people, But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses, Choose life, so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him, for that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give you, swore to give to you, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) that the lord swore to give to you to your ancestors i am so sorry to abraham to isaac and to jacob the word of the lord
3: thanks be to god
5: Gospel, according to Saint Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, You have heard that it was said to those of if ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or a sister, you'll be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go, first to be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by faith, pardon me, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one, the gospel of the Lord.
3: Well, that's not a very fun gospel we had today. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I stink. I'm going to, just for fun, take a very informal, very non-scientific survey. How many of you have been angry? I mean, I bet on the way here some of you were yelling at other drivers. (laughs) How about telling a white lie? Yeah, I mean, come on, please. Have you looked at anyone with lust? Just kidding. I don't want to (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to go there. Survey over. Some of you were quickly. (laughs) Well, suffice it to say, this part of the Sermon on the Mount is enough to drive us to say, come on, Jesus, get real. This is too much. This happens a lot when we hear the demands of Jesus. It hits us right in the face that we are not good enough. There isn't a person in here who, if you didn't raise your hand, you should have, because haven't we all fallen short of the glory of God and God's grace? It is really important to remember that when we hear these words. But I'm not going to start there today. Today I want to start with some of the radical things that I think Jesus is doing in these verses that we might not have thought about. For one thing, he is saying something really radical about God. Now, there are a lot of ways that people look at God. In Jesus' time, the time of the Greek and Roman gods, the gods saw us humans as their playthings. I think people today maybe see God as a spiritual guide or maybe the director of divine karma. Or maybe a mean old judge, sitting up there, telling us not to do all the fun stuff. But Jesus, well, first he lets us know that he is God. You have heard it said by God, actually, do not murder. But I say to you, if you are angry, you're liable to judgment. Jesus is saying, I am God, here with you. And then he takes the commandments and he shows us why they matter. I mean, why does God care about all these little things? Well, let's tackle the first section. You've heard it said, don't murder, but I say don't be angry, don't insult, don't even say you fool. What I think Jesus is saying is that it isn't enough just to refrain from murder when you're a part of God's family. We should also treat each other with respect. And that means not speaking hateful words. Because it's a slippery slope, isn't it? I can remember when my kids, particularly my boys, were younger. I would be watching them and one would say something, oh, you can't even catch a ball, or I saw you crying. What are you, a baby? Now I could let it go. And sometimes I did let them work it out. But honestly, a lot of times I would walk in, grab one of their hands, take them outside to play on their own for a while. Often I didn't say anything. Or maybe I said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But I knew and they knew that any minute this was going to come to blows if something didn't happen. Now, Jesus knows us. And he isn't talking about good anger, you know, the kind that can motivate you to right a wrong in the world. Jesus means that anger that is directed at our family or our friends or our neighbors that just starts to fester inside of us. And pretty soon it becomes all we can think about. And while we might not actually kill anyone, what we are doing is harming community. It keeps us from good relationships with each other. And in these verses, we learn that God isn't one of those gods who doesn't really care, just a judgy old guy up in heaven. God cares deeply about our relationships with each other. You've heard it said, do not commit adultery, but I say, don't even look at someone with lust. Again, what I think Jesus is doing is acknowledging a slippery slope and warning us. It's not enough to avoid physically committing adultery. We should also not make other people objects. By just seeing them as a means to satisfy our physical desires when we lust after them because when you do that you don't see that person as a child of god but as an object to be had one of my best friends in high school was married and her husband started looking at pornography Not very often. Maybe it was innocent enough, but it became a problem quickly. And then it led to him going to strip clubs, and then he had an affair, and then they got divorced. You know, Jesus, like a good Jew, is building almost a fence around that law. It's so easy to take the next step once you've taken the first step. So just don't take any steps, Jesus says. Stay inside the fence. It's practical advice. This reading and teaching on divorce is always such a hard one to talk about. I do not know a divorced person who does not know fully how agonizing and awful divorce is. I know from talking to many couples that it is rarely, if ever, an easy decision. But Jesus takes on this issue too. And if you think about the culture in which he lived, a man, I don't know if you know this, but could divorce his wife for any, even something like burning his dinner. I'm not kidding. Jesus, yes, it is ridiculous, Nate. Jesus says it isn't enough to follow the letter of the law regarding divorce. Jesus says we should not treat people as disposable and should make sure the most vulnerable in this culture, women and children, are provided for. You don't just dismiss someone. Is there forgiveness? Yes much more love and forgiveness than we could ever hope for. But does Jesus want us to preserve relationships, if at all possible, as long as we're not being abused? Yes. Well, finally, Jesus says it's not enough to keep ourselves from swearing falsely or lying to others. We should speak and act truthfully in all of our dealings so we don't even have to make an oath at all. Would you agree that one of the hardest things in our world right now is that we can't seem to trust each other? Many of us feel we can't trust what's on the news, we can't trust our politicians, we can't trust advertisers, all kinds of things. Could you imagine if we were the church that were known as, oh man, if someone from Silverdale Lutheran says they will be there for you, You can count on it. Their word is golden. That is exactly the reason why Jesus said to his disciples, do you know how the world will know you're my disciples? It will be by how well you love each other. And that's all of these hard teachings of Jesus are about love at root. God doesn't care if we keep the law just because it's the law. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't care if we keep the law just because it's the law. God wants us to keep the law out of love and for our sake because God loves us and wants what's best for us. Luther and the other reformers often said the law is the precious gift of an adoring parent given to beloved children urging them to treat each other well. Isn't that why we teach our kids the right thing? Because we love them so much and want what's best for them. In Deuteronomy, just as the Jews are about to enter the promised land, Moses urges them, choose life. I give you the laws so your life will be good and prosperous and you will be blessed. I give them so that you, my children, will love each other like I love each and every one of you. So one of my... Goddaughters is a middle schooler, and she's a bit awkward socially, and often is sad after school because of some interaction she's had with a friend. One day had been particularly hard for her, and she was telling her mom, you know, things like this with my friends, they just make me all feel so tangled up inside. We all remember middle school was pretty brutal, wasn't it? Well, a bit later they were driving by Fishline in Palsbow, and she yelled, Mom, stop. So her mom pulled over because her daughter wanted to take a picture of the sign. It said pantry needs, peanut butter, stew, granola bars, and some other things. She said, I need to take a picture of this, Mom. Can we buy some of these things? Her mom said, sure, next time we'll at the, at the store, we'll get some of those things. And then the daughter said, okay, good. She took a deep breath and she said, that makes me feel a lot less tangled up. I love that story because I think it shows what Jesus is intending when he gives us these hard things. It's not to be a jerk. It's not to give give us a list of things we need to do to earn his favor. It's because he wants a good life for us. And when you are a good friend, a good spouse, a good neighbor, you're a lot less tangled up inside. I said at the beginning that Jesus also might be saying these things to drive us to him and his abundant mercy, and I do believe that is true as well. There isn't a one of us who has not done everything on that list again and again. And I love the Deuteronomy lesson how many times the word today is used. Choose life today. I'm commanding you today because each day we get a new chance. Not to use the law as a checklist. No adultery today, check. No murder today, check. Nope. (laughs) Jesus wants us to look beyond the law to its goal and its end, which is the life and health of us and our neighbors. One last story. A dear friend of mine is five years post bone marrow transplant for her bone cancer and six years post diagnosis. And the years have been hard. She has a husband and a daughter. She's been desperate for more time with them. Will I make it to middle school? Will I make it to graduation? Will I make it to 50? She's a friend who we often choose a word to guide us in the year instead of a New Year's resolution. And this year, her word was two words, get to. She said she has had so many years of have to. I have to do this treatment. I have to take in every moment I can with my daughter, so I'm going to flip it. I get to. Each day is a gift. I get to take a walk. I get to pick up my daughter from school. I get to go to a movie with my husband. I get to. (coughs) That is what Jesus wants for you too. Not for you to go home today and feel all terrible about all the ways you don't measure up, all the things you have to do. Jesus loves you so dearly, so completely, and living in that covenant of love with God, we get to see each other and treat each other as the beloved children of God we all are. We get to live in God's love. We get to live in God's light. We get to love one another as God has loved us. So I pray today that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be held in the amazing love of Jesus. Amen.
1: remember our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty. To one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation.
2: Lord God, you gave your law as a gift to a people coming out of slavery and into freedom. You gave your law as a gift to your people when we were among those who practiced violence against one another. And you give your law as a sign of your care and love for all of us. Help us to see your law as a gift for how we might live together with love and forgiveness in your reign. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, we cry out to you for healing and mercy. The coronavirus continues to have countries on lockdown and families in mourning. Countless governments hoard wealth while their citizens struggle for life. War and genocide continue to happen amidst our cries of never again. Lead us to offer relief where we can, and by your grace, deliver us. Lord, in your mercy. Spirit of God, continue to put before us opportunities to share your love with the brothers and sisters we have been given all around us. Even our own communities and neighbors are hungry for your love your presence and your peace. Lead us to tell our stories of your grace in order that we may share your good news abundantly. Lord, in your mercy.
1: We remember this morning, Lord, those among us who suffer in body or mind or spirit. Be with uh, Priscilla as she recuperates from a broken ankle also with Bev's score, Jane Raisley's mother, as she anticipates surgery on Friday, be with Gabby and Drew as they mourn the death of Gary, be with Jessica in her pregnancy, and also with Bill Holland, who rehabs at Northwoods. Lord, in your mercy. Be with those recovering from illness and surgery, be with Sue and Carl, with Olivia and Dawn and Dory and Sean and Delaney and Kevin. Lord, in your mercy. And with those facing cancer, for Cindy and Jim and Alan and John, for Kathy and Elizabeth and Angela and Dave, for Jim and Ron and Kathy and Carol, Lord, in your mercy. Continue to uphold our deployed and military support folks and their families. Be with Paul and Jillian and Bradley and Aaron, with Rebecca and Eric and Megan and Jared. And Andrew and David and all their families. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we remember those among us in our, on our continued prayer list. Bring them peace and comfort and healing. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, asking for your love and comfort among us and all creation. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please share God's peace with one another.
0: All right, All right. share the peace, share your ski toboggan stories here. Um, I invite you to pass the friendship booklets along the way. Please to note your presence with us here in worship. If you're a guest of ours, it's a great place for an email or physical or phone number, just so we can make contact with you and and to begin to share our stories together and how they might enhance this wonderful kingdom of God that we live in and in too. Certainly the ministry card, a great place to uh, connect with ministry or to share prayer concern. And the beacon is a great uh, place to just pour over the, the wonderful ways, things that we get to do as God's people. So I do want to highlight a few things. Um, first of all, <clears throat> hey, 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 Fat Tuesday. All right, it's coming up, week and a half. We're trying to make them a little more exciting. Okay, um, Fat Tuesday's coming up. So not only sign up to help out, Uh, cooking pancakes, smell bacon, smell like bacon for the rest of the night. That's a great job. Um, But also to be there. we got a great uh, drama, kind of funny Esther musical thing that will be coming, um, and that's going to be great. So I also want to note that there's now going to be a vision team for Olympic Luther Haven. So Olympic Luther Haven has a board, but they've um, requested from all the churches, the member churches of that camping ministry, to come up with a couple of people for a visioning team. Uh, to give them some advice about how we're going to live into the future. So that's an exciting, if that's a spiritual gift for you, um, either the kind of dreaming or the planning or hopefully both, that's a great place to be involved. Um, also want to note that uh, this Sunday is the funeral for Gary Ludwig. So, um, and, Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. I said Sunday. Excuse me. It's this Saturday. I know that's the women's retreat as well. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, And so that's a reminder that that's that's coming up too. There is time or maybe time to break away if you want to kind of do both of those those things. All right, I think that's it. Let's uh, continue our worship with our pledges and our offerings.
2: Let us pray. God of all creation, all you have made is good, and your love endures forever. You bring forth bread from the earth and fruit from the vine. Nourish us with these gifts, that we may bring life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in his teaching, he brought to us a new way, a new covenant with your law that we might be Forgiven and loved and cherished, for the sake of the world, and so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Sing
4: praises, amen. amen. Sing and amen. Sing
0: We remember now how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, how after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. O Lord, send now your Holy Spirit upon this meal, that it be, may be for us truly the presence of Christ, your Son. Amen. And remember us, O Lord, in your kingdom as we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial. And deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We get to participate in a meal where Christ is truly present. I invite you to be seated and to come forward as you're invited. Body of Christ given for you, blood of Christ shed for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Body of Christ given for you. One more.
3: So send this meal to Hilma Bridges and Dory Pitts who are unable to make it to worship with us. So let us pray for them. Lord Jesus, as you have nourished us at your table, we pray that as Kay brings this meal to Hilma and Dory, it might bless them and fill them right up with your love and your grace and your good gifts. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I invite you to rise as you're able. And may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace and peace. Amen.
2: Everlasting God, we bless you that you have brought us to the mountaintop and fed us with the life and light of your Son. Send us in his name from this place to bring light into dark corners, healing where lives are torn and nourishment to every heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, Amen. Amen.
0: God the Father, light creator, God the Son, light from light, and God the Spirit, light revealer, bless you now and forever. Amen. disciples, Disciples.
2: are grace-filled. We get to go in peace and serve the Lord.